This is Knowing Faith After the Fact, and so I'm here with JT English, and JT, I have a big question for you, and I feel like it's something that a lot of people wrestle with, particularly when they come to uh, maybe start digging into greater, uh, bigger issues of Christian story and Christian belief, or they start studying a little bit more regularly. We often call it heresy hunting, sometimes as a result of that, where somebody's like, they know a few things now, and so they know the opposite of those things. Mm -hmm. And so let's imagine you're in a small group, or you're in a reading group, or you're studying through a book, or a book of the Bible, or you're talking on a topic, and uh, and, and, in a small group setting, somebody says something that's false. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's often we would hear somebody say, it's heretical. How do you respond to that? So you're in a small group, you're in a study group, and somebody says something that you either know or you really deeply believe is wrong. Right. It's not helpful, it's unfaithful, it's wrong. What do you do? Yeah, so this has happened to me before, and it's happened with people that I love, and I've mishandled this. So I feel like I've learned how to handle it because I've been around people who were gracious with me and being perhaps less than charitable with them. Yeah, been there. Uh, so that's a part of any probably learning journey. If you're on a learning journey, whether it's here in Knowing Faith or maybe you're doing your own class or Bible study, whatever it might be, I think one of the things that, that we want to make sure comes across, but we don't get to talk about it a lot in the podcast, is charity, yeah. being gracious, kind, and slow. And so orthodoxy without compassion is a very ugly thing. Yeah. And so one of the things that we tell our training program students all the time is that we have absolutely zero interest in creating heresy hunters. Yeah. You're not looking for people to make false statements. You you are maybe wanting to ask them uh, questions after they've said that. Like, tell me why you believe that or tell me what 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 part of the Bible, you know, leads you to that yeah. kind of a conclusion. Because very rarely is somebody gonna listen or be willing to be taught by somebody that's attacking them right. or coming after them. They're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna kind of get defensive and yeah. power up and want to kind of fight back. But if you go to them as a loving brother or sister and simply ask them, can you can you tell me more about that? You might actually be invited into a conversation where you've earned the right or earned the authority to be a, a teacher in their life or to, to slowly correct. And that's what we see so many times Jesus doing in the Gospels or uh, in, in, even in the book of Acts as they're gently guiding back to the word of truth, which is a better way. Yeah, you think about like Priscilla and Aquila. Exactly. It says, uh, pull they, the policy aside. take them aside. They slowly say, here's here's a better way. Yeah. They're not they're not shaming him. Right. They're not rebuking him in public. They're not trolling him they're on not, Twitter. No, like, you, like you've done to me sometimes. Well, before, I know. But, <laughs> and honestly, I need to ask you for <laughs> No, that's fine. Um, but, but yeah, they're, they are uh, heresy uh, is almost never corrected through heresy hunting. Yeah. It is corrected through charitable and slow and faithful critique of brothers and sisters. Yeah, and the internet has made it made us feel like somebody says something wrong, boom, hit it quick. Yeah, we live in this rage machine right now right. Uh, where we're actually looking for the most uncharitable reading. So maybe you should even check your own motives sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if you hear somebody say something wrong, that doesn't necessarily make them a heretic. It could be that they're just wrong. On or, a, you, or you might be mishearing, mishearing them. them, misinterpreting them. And so... We really need to check our own hearts and our own um, motives yeah. for why we're trying to have those kind of conversations. So if you find yourself in your Bible study regularly or perhaps listening to your pastor preach and you're like, like red flags are going off every four minutes, yeah. then then you either really are at a terrible church right. right, or you really need to grow in your ability to lovingly hear uh, through a charitable lens. Yeah, that's really helpful. And so like practically, let's say it's Thursday night, it's small group, and you guys are studying something and somebody says something, um, you know, well, you know, Jesus was a really, uh, he just appeared to be in the flesh. But we know that, you know, God, it, like he didn't really suffer on the cross. Right. Because he's God, he couldn't suffer on right. the cross. Right. And so these are all things that, you know, like we would all say, these uh, are wrong uh, 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 on, big, on a big issue. Mm-hmm. You're in that group. 
Just walk me through that. Do you immediately say, shut it down? Like you hit it like a red button in the middle of the floor and you call the person out and say, hold on. I do if it's you. <laughs> well, I know that. I know that. I know that from experience. But, but let's say Absolutely it's not. not. Okay. No, no, this is. And it's probably not even an immediately after conversation. It's yeah. not like the Bible study ends. You might, you might take them aside, but it's probably more like, hey, and it also depends if you have a relationship with yes, this person. Yeah. Do you have some previously established credibility and trust with this person? If so, then maybe you do have a conversation with them shortly thereafter and say, hey, I'd really love to know what you mean by that. Because here's my understanding of what the Bible is teaching. Here's my understanding of the gospel or, or the creeds that address this issue in particular. But if you don't know them, it's probably best for you to take them to coffee first and yeah. ask them about their family or ask them about yeah. what they do. Ask them about what the things that they're passionate about and gently ease into a conversation like that. I will say, I don't think it can go unaddressed. Oh, for like, sure. Like yeah. what, one thing that I want to, to emphasize is, is when we talk about charity, we don't want to say that we want to be charitable to the exclusion of truth. Right. Right. Not all readings are equally valid yeah. or not all claims are equally true. No. And so there does there does come a point where we don't want to so emphasize charity and grace that we say, well, really, whatever goes, goes. Yeah, whatever you want to say is fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I've heard Tim Keller do before when he's talking about having these exchanges in a, like a post-Christian environment, and he, I think his counsel, and a lot of people have said this, but he said it really well, that the first thing he wants to do is make sure he's actually understanding what they're saying. That's exactly right. Hey, so when you, when you, when you said this at group last night, I was really curious. Could you maybe say a little bit more about what you think about that? Yep. And that gives you the opportunity to assume that maybe you didn't hear it correctly. That's right. And allow them to work through it. I find oftentimes when I start asking those questions, people will come to a realization that they really don't mean That's not what, what I meant said. to say. That's not yeah, what I'm trying to say. For sure. And also, like you said, it's also entirely possible that you've misheard them. You cannot critique an argument until you can appropriately understand it. And, and appreciate it. And appreciate it. And, yes. and almost say it the same way that they would. Yes. And so much of what goes on in kind of the rage machine and rage culture today is taking the worst possible reading yep. of what wasn't intended by a certain person in order to put them on blast on social media or whatever it might be. And so the church really has an opportunity here to be a, a place for faithful dialogue, faithful critique, and a place where you believe that you're going to be heard charitably and received charitably. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. So uh, so just so we kind of land the plane, if, if you're in an environment where somebody has said something, some good practices would be first kind of— If you know them— Maybe you have the opportunity to chat with them immediately afterwards okay. in private, not shaming them in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. If you don't know them, get to know them. Spend some time with them. It's really hard to engage someone at a at a. I mean, this is these are ideas that they hold at their very ultimate center. commitment level, and you're, yep. you're not even sure if if uh, you haven't communicated to this person that you love them yep. or that you care for them. You have their best interests at heart. And once you've done those things, take them to coffee and ask questions. Is this what you meant by this? Is this what you mean? I want to make sure that I understand. And then, I mean, as Christians. Our authority is not ourselves. We open the word of God together. Yes. We just, we take, we, we take all of our conversations back to scripture and say, what has God said about himself? That's really helpful. Thank you for sharing that, man. Glad I'm grateful for that.